Hello. Hello. We are back with another week of The Bachelor. My name's Ariel. Batch. Sorry. Bachelorette. I always do that. That's it's okay. the same franchise. It's like, it's like our new opening. No. <laughs> Anyways, my name's Ariel. I'm the daughter. My name's Marsha. I'm the mother. I'm sick too, so forgive my voice. And we are the Rosettes, and we're the only mother-daughter bachelor podcast out there. As far as we know. Yep. Should we just hop right into the episode? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I don't don't think we have any bachelor news. I was going to bring my phone up and read what Jed posted on Instagram yesterday, but I guess I forgot to do that. Jed made a post on Instagram basically saying, like, Stop threatening my family. Yeah, he said, I can't talk right now. Rest assured that when I'm allowed to talk, uh, you know, you'll hear my side of the story. In the meantime, please stop. You know, you guys don't realize what a mental and physical, um, you know, challenge, burden, whatever he said it is on me, my, the boys in the house, my family, and especially Hannah. So leave us alone. Stop threatening my family, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know what? He could be the big, you know, he could be a big scum dog, and it may turn out that all this is 100% true, but people shouldn't be going around threatening anybody, especially innocent family or boy people in the house that, you know, didn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah. So, please don't do that. I don't think anyone that listens to us no. does that. Obviously, people listen to us are much, much too intelligent and <laughs> passionate. <laughs> right, because we're so highbrow. It's like, you know, oh, should we listen to Marsha and Ariel or should we listen to NPR? I don't know. Let's listen to Marsha and Ariel today. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know. Anything else? Um, I read that the men tell all tapes this Friday. Too bad we can't go. Somebody invite us if you're hearing this and, and you know, you have tickets or no, have pull strings or something. <laughs> well, let's jump into the episode. There's, um... Gee, no Chris Harrison for miles at this point, but we jump right into the first date. Oh, and then we jump into the first date, which in Showtime is Peter's date. I doubt in real time the first one was Peter's since they... No, since they did the rose ceremony at the mansion and he lives in California. He lives like a mile from the mansion, it looked like. Yeah, um, so I'm sure they probably just ended on him. Right. They always mix around the orders depending on... You know, that makes sense. Yeah. Don't want the more dramatic fam like hometown meetings to be toward the end. Toward the yeah. end, yeah. Exactly. Um, or the ones that maybe the ones that seem to be the front runners at this point or whatever. Who knows what goes on in those crazy bachelor producer minds that they uh the order they put them in. Anyways, so they're in Westlake Village, California, which is a very affluent area. Um, kind of in the hills up above Malibu, and it's, it's a super rich people area. It's a nice area. A lot of TV, you know, entertainment people live there and stuff. And apparently pilots live there. Um, they meet in like a, it looks like some sort of, it's a park. It looks like, it's really pretty. It looks way, like most of California, most of Los Angeles County doesn't look like that. It looks like so lush and green and the mm-hmm. flower gardens and everything. So they picked a really beautiful spot. Also, though, we had a really, really rainy year. Yeah. And when they filmed this, things would have still been more rain. spring, right? Now it's summer, but it would have been spring. So, yeah, it was it was a beautiful area. And Peter runs up and, um, oh, I noticed that they lingered on scenes of the birds and the bees before they showed the bachelorette and peter <laughs> i didn't notice that yeah. she's <laughs> she's saying hopefully one of these guys is my husband i said oh, okay doubtful much is what i wrote on my that's so mean i'm sorry well she said hopefully she didn't say i can't wait to figure out which one of these is my husband she said hopefully one of these losers is my husband but she said guys instead of losers and peter goes let's go for a drive yeah they have a leg wrap moment And then he wants to introduce her to his baby, which turns out to be... um, His expensive car. Mercedes-Benz sports car. Yeah. And one of my friends who didn't like Peter before started liking Peter as soon as she saw what car he drove. Oh, gosh. Tell me who was that. Um, No. I'm not going to say it on the show. You don't want me to, like, shame I'm not going to name drop it. No. (laughs) 
I wouldn't anyway. It's a nice car. It is a nice it's, car. It tells you a little bit about, you know, the money he made. No, that's a legitimate thing. Anyway, Lecter says that when I played with my Barbies, uh, Peter was the guy I always imagined I'd end up with. So apparently her Ken doll was sweet, successful, and sexy. Because <laughs> that's what she's looking for in Peter. And, um, yeah, they're they, driving along this car, and all of a sudden, Lecter starts pawing through Peter's center console. And then, what do you know? She says, I'm investigating. He says, what are you doing? She says, I'm investigating. <laughs> I'm investigating. And so she finds an empty Altoids box. She finds a, a picture of Jesus. Jesus Cristo. So I'm thinking maybe it's a prayer card or, you uh, know, like yeah. a Catholic church kind of memento. Yeah, um, and then um, it, when she finds the Jesus Cristo card, Peter says, "Yep, yep, we're blessed, we're blessed." <laughs> and then she finds a condom, <laughs> but she calls it a rubber. Yeah, and she goes, "What do you think we're gonna do in this car?" <laughs> and Peter's like, "Oh my gosh, put that away! Don't show that on camera." I'm mortified. I'm so embarrassed. And then, <laughs> oh, he says he practices safety and all he does. Yeah. He says that, and then um, there were a couple people that tweeted about it, which is pretty funny. Um, Nick tweeted... Uh, Something about safety. Yeah, he was like, and what I love about Pilot Pete is anywhere he takes you, you're going to get there safely, whether you're getting there by plane or if it's a trip to Bone Town. Oh, let me say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the Trojan Condom People Twitter account said... Remember not to keep, or they were like, remember to keep your car or your condoms in cool, dry places, not in the center console of your car. <laughs> this includes you, Pilot Pete. <laughs> That's funny. I did not hear about that one. That's cute. Um, so he's going to take her flying. Oh, big surprise. Um, he says he needs a co-pilot for life, but she can at least be, you know, start here on this journey. Um, he wants their relationship to soar to the next level. Blah, blah, blah. Adventure, some music ensues, and they take off. And they fly around L.A., they fly by the mansion, and then they he, land. He keeps saying, like the whole time, he keeps saying, I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy right now. I'm falling so hard for Lecter. I'm falling so fast. Well, he doesn't say Lecter. I'm falling so hard for Hannah. I'm falling so fast for Hannah. Blah, blah, blah. That's his big thing is how happy he is, which is really cute. It is cute, but also, if that's all he says, then he's probably pretty boring. Yeah, he might be, but he's, I mean, you know. Like, he's really nice, and he's probably, you know, the second best guy that's left out of everyone. Did you, um, mention that they fight over the mansion? Yes, I did. And they fight over his house, and they showed his parents in the front yard going, Oh, yeah, they they did that, too. That's cute. And Lecter thinks the whole experience was, quote, hot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't find him boring. I mean, his family's so adorable, you know. He got basically the same sort of, well, we'll get there, but the same sort of date family treatment that Jason did last year, where it's just a really great family. And, you know, Jason was a little boring, too, but he would have been a great partner, I think. Jason wasn't boring. He was funny. I think Peter's funny. I don't think Peter's that funny. <laughs> anyway, so um, they have a chat on this awkwardly placed bench in front of the airplane before they um, go over to his house for dinner. And they go over to his house for dinner, and Hannah's like really excited to meet his family, and um, she's just like talking to them, and they're just really nice. It's a pretty little, uh, the house, I always like to comment on what the houses look like. It's a pretty little ranch house. It doesn't look like a big house or ostentatious house, but just, you know, just reminder that Westlake Village is a very affluent community, and that house is probably worth a million dollars at least. And um, it's, I love the, it's so light and airy inside, mm-hmm. and it just feels like a happy home. It just feels like a good, wholesome, nice place. Or, and then they have dinner, and they all hold hands around the table, and they're like, okay, Hannah, we're going to say a little German prayer that we like to say in our house. And it goes, um, Freudish, Freudish, Freudish. Ha! Ah! 
<laughs> or something. It's a, it's really cute. It's less more of a like pre-dinner chant than an actual prayer. And the meaning is, let's see. Happy, happy, happy. Freilich means happy, yes. And the meaning is, happy is the mealtime feast with your loved ones. Happy, happy, happy. Freilich, Freilich, Freilich. Let's eat. And they're eating Cuban food. So we don't really know why yeah, we they're don't speaking know. German and eating Cuban <laughs> It, look, it appears it's very it, confusing. It appears that his mom is the is at least partly Cuban, because um, they speak Spanish and they speak they this German prayer. And but who cares? It works. Mom is named Barbara. Dad is named Peter, and their little brother is named Jack. He's not that little. He's but he's younger than Peter. Is Peter's twenty seven? So what do you think? Jack was maybe twenty four, something like that. Yeah, twenty three. Ariel thought Jack was reminiscent of Nick Vial. Yeah, he was. Um, uh, you know, they talk about how magic and great and perfect, their, relate, their time has been together once he opened up a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, before they say the prayer, they say, Vamos a comer. We're going to eat. We're going to eat like the Cubans. Como los cubanos. Vamos a comer. So, like we said, there's just German and Spanish flying every which way in that. You gotta just be careful. <laughs> you gotta switch our languages yeah. so fast. It's like it's it's kind of like when Buzz Lightyear goes on Spanish mode. He'll be, they're just like totally you know speaking along in English really, and all of a sudden, comer como los cubanos. Did anything else happen at their house? Um... Peter's also talking about how he's definitely falling in love with Hannah, but he just can't bring himself to tell her. That's true, yes. Um, let's see. He Peter's last breakup was really difficult. Um, when Oh, okay, so the first person that Peter talks to is his brother, Jack. Jack says he's the pragmatic one, and Peter's always been the hopeless romantic. So he's a little bit worried that, you know, Peter's going to get caught up in this without really using his head. But, um, oh, he's he's not talking to Peter. He's talking to Hannah. And Hannah says that, you know, they haven't talked, that they haven't said that they're in love yet, but they're on the right track. And um, Barbara, the mom, talks to Peter. Tell me everything. Is she the one that makes your heart go doo-doo-doo? And I'm like, okay, I'm officially in love with this family. This mom was pretty funny. I, I just want to be part of that. I just want to go eat dinner with them, pretend like I'm their Peter's and Jack's sister. That'd be really stupid because I'm twice their age, but um, I love them. Or maybe the mom's sister. Yeah, yeah, I could be that mom's sister. Yeah. I have to learn how to speak Cuban or Spanish or whatever. Um, Peter talks about how hard his last breakup was. He, he he says he hasn't said he loves her, but he does feel like he's found his person, which in bachelor nomenclature is a pretty important thing to say. Mom wants the world for him. They She tears up a little bit and hugs on him. But then the person who really tears up is his dad. Is his dad is a super yeah, softy. It was so cute. And then the dad also goes, you know, Peter really wears his heart on his sleeve, so he's gonna do just fine. And it, like he says as well, he's crying, and I'm like, well, where do so you think he got that trait from? Yeah, <laughs> it was so cute. Dad's got this mustache that's kind of his defining physical feature. That's how I'm going to remember him in the future if we if we ever meet this family again. Um, he wants the best for his son in the ITM. Afterwards, he's still emotional, still crying. He just says, you know, I want, I just want the best for him. I want the best for him. And, and that's it. <laughs> so cute. And he wore a cross necklace. So I didn't notice. I, I think, I mean. You think they're probably Catholic? I think they're probably, I mean, that would be my best guess. Because he had a little card of Jesus in his car. And those are like kind of like readily available. I don't know. Maybe other churches do that too. Mm -hmm. I grew up Catholic and that's the vibe I was getting. Um, and before they part, Oh, at one point mom in middle, through her tears says that she's, um, she's a badly in need of a daughter. And she, if it works out with them, she, you know, she's, she really hopes it works out because she loves Peter so much and she's badly in need of a daughter. Oh, and Anna laughs and takes her hand and says, we'd have a good time. That's so cute. <laughs> I'm like, just marry him. Just marry him. He's he's got a job. Yeah, he's obviously loaded. Yeah, and he's a nice person. His family are they are obviously a tight knit, love lovable bunch. They're I mean, 
they have these hopeless, ridiculous signs on their walls like we do in our house about family and love. What did theirs say? Family is a circle of strength and love. <laughs> so as hokey as they are, they do demonstrate that the family is willing to hang up these silly pieces of art because they love each other that much. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, they pretty much end the evening by yelling, Que viva el amor! and clapping. Yes. Que viva el amor, Ariel. Thanks. The life is love. <laughs> the appropriate response is, Que viva el amor, mamá. Uh, que viva el amor, mamá. Que viva el amor, Jesse. If you're Buzz Lightyear. I'm not Buzz Lightyear, though. So. It basically means long live love. Oh, uh, okay. Um, anyways, so... They're a great seeming genuine family. They're, I wrote down that their Christianity feels real and unforced. There's just small hints of it around the house, um, but it's there, you know, and I was waiting to kind of compare that to, I was anticipating what Luke's hometown was going to be like when I was writing that and thinking that. Wait, what? I, that their Christianity feels real and unforced. We don't know much about it because it's not in your face, but it's definitely an underlying part of their life. Yeah. If you keep a I don't think you should say anyone's Christianity is forced. I don't think you should say that about anyone's faith. Well, okay, maybe that... What I mean is it seemed like an organic part of their family, right? It didn't seem like it was, you know, excessively um, attended to or ignored. It just seemed like it was an organic part of what of their everyday life. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Um, they kiss on the porch... And he looks like he's about to say, I love you, but he doesn't, and they part ways. Next, she goes to Florida. Jupiter, Florida, to be exact. To hang out with Tyler, who is the best guy out of all of them left. I don't know. I'm a big Peter fan, too, but I do love Tyler. There's nothing, like you know, you can't find, no, you know, Tyler's pretty much flawless so far. Um... The producers elect to show Jupiter, Florida as a jungly kind of, and they're playing kind of uh, Miami-ish, Cuban-ish music, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a little Cuban So segue. it's kind of like a tropical water sports kind of place. Place. Yeah. It reminds me of Walt Disney World, so I put hearts around it. <laughs> he hasn't um, seen his dad for weeks and weeks and weeks. And when he left, his dad was starting to get better. Right. Just as a reminder, Tyler re- revealed in the course of the couple dates he's had with Hannah that his dad was gravely ill before he left. He had to, like, sign his rights away when he went into surgery, which shook him up pretty bad. And he was going to quit the show, not go on the show, except that his dad encouraged him to go meet Hannah because she seemed like such a lovely person. And then more recently, he told us that they had been very wealthy at one time and had a house on the water that he grew up in until the market crashed or the tech bubble burst or whatever it was that happened. And they had to downsize and his parents got divorced. So that's what we know about his family before going in. And prior to getting there, he talks to the camera and to Hannah about how much he's missed his dad and how he's a little nervous about reuniting with him because he doesn't know how healthy he's going to be. And he meets Hannah. He tells her his hometown is beautiful, but you're outshining it right now, he tells her. Yeah, and he's like, the best way to travel Jupiter is, or travel around Jupiter is on a boat. And Jack, who didn't realize, my brother, who didn't realize that Jupiter is the name of the city that we were in, was like, that's a crazy metaphor, dude. (laughs) And I was like, no, no, they're literally going to take a boat around this place that's called Jupiter. And he was like, oh... That's not as good. Yeah. <laughs> he says, so. He says, I promise you I drive a boat better than I ride a horse. And Lecter says, thank the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and they ride around together a little bit, and he well, takes they, her. They rub sunscreen all over each other. Oh, yeah. Which the cam, you know, the camera spends way too much time showing us them. 
I didn't think it was that much time because I already forgot about it. But uh, but yeah, if you want to talk about it, he says, um, where do you want sunscreen? And she was like, oh, everywhere. And then he rubs sub- sunscreen all over her while he makes out with her. She was in her goofy, giggly Hannah mode. Had a pretty purple bathing suit. Mm-hmm. And then he takes the boat to the house he grew up in. Um, yeah, like across the lake or bay or whatever. That was it. on the water, mm-hmm. and he was like, this is the house that had a big hand in raising me, and, like, I love this house, and it's been so important to me, and, like, I don't live there anymore, but this uh, this was my, like, first kind of childhood home. And she goes, oh, thanks for taking me here. And then they go, and they're, do they eat or drink or something? Um, they... I'll just make sure I didn't forget anything. Oh, she she has a silly she she tries to tell us what a lighthouse is used for. Like <laughs> he's like, oh, that's to help them get home to their ladies. Yeah, and he's said something equally goofy, you know. Oh yeah, I'd like to get back to my woman now or something. I don't know, whatever. And then they um yeah they before they go over to his house again. Tyler, you know, stresses that he hasn't seen his dad in weeks and weeks, and last time he saw me, you know, he had just had gotten the throat from his, tube from his throat removed, and his voice was raspy, and that will prove to be true, too. And then uh, they go dancing, and they dance to the well-known song, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I thought it was Hey, Hey, Hey. Doesn't matter. Oh. You're right, it is Hey, Hey. I got it mixed up. Same, I mean, well... Clearly, they're completely different songs. Yeah, 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 and hey, hey, hey. But the long, the song didn't seem to have any other lyrics except for hey, hey, hey. Um, but it was and cute. Hannah danced. caught on pretty quickly, and she went on stage and sang the song with the band. Yeah, she had an air guitar, and she sang with the band, and jumped into Tyler's arms, a la um, Dirty Dancing. And, oh, then there, there was a Halo Top commercial on the Hulu I was watching. Um, with Nick Vial and, and, and the Halo Top guy. So, just FYI. So relevant to the plot. Yeah. And when we get back from commercial, it's time for them to go meet Tyler's family, who he says is the most important thing in the world. And he's super excited about it. And they show his house. I'm like, holy crap, this is the house you downsize to? That first house must have been palatial. This house that they go to it's was huge. gorgeous. It looked like a hotel or something. And, and the doors are like... These giant front doors. I saw on my memories the other day on Facebook, because mm-hmm. I said the word ginormous, it jogged my memory. You had, when you were like 13 or something, you wrote on Facebook, Mom, can you do me a minorgous favor? A word which here means a medium amount. <laughs> <laughs> I said that? Yeah. So uh, funny. I said minorgous, but then you put it on Facebook, and I guess we must that must have been a thing that we did for a while where... We said, can you do me a minorgus favor? That's so funny. Anyways. Anyway, it's not a minorgus house. It's a gi- ginormous house. Maybe it's like, maybe it's not his family's. Maybe it's an uncle's or, or grandparents. a grandparent's. Because God knows, unlike Tyler, unlike Peter, Tyler's invited, you know, 10 people. I much prefer it when it's manageable. Like Peter's mm-hmm. meetup hometown and like Tasha's hometown last time. I like it when there's only three or four people and you really get a chance to kind of know them. But some people have families that like they are that are like bigger anyways or they have like multiple siblings or whatever. I just don't think the aunts and uncles and cousins and crap need to be there. Unless, for some reason, they're super significant. Like, Becca's uncle, obviously, was super significant in her life. Yeah. She didn't have a dad. But I just... Pers- it's just personal taste. I just prefer it when it's a smaller group. Mm-hmm. I think, like, Colton's hometown, that was really unnecessary to have all those people there. And Kaylin's. Kaylin's was ridiculous. Remember, there yeah. were, like, 30 people in the barbecue. They couldn't even fit them all in a, in a in building. The yard, so yeah. they had to have a yard. So it's a beautiful house. Lecter is... is Excited to see Tyler's reunion with his dad more than anything. The dad, the mom looks a lot younger than the dad, and don't forget they're divorced. I don't think I would have realized that if I didn't know it beforehand because they seemed on TV to all kind of get along just Mm -hmm. perfectly fine. When dad and Tyler do finally embrace, they tell each other how great they look and how much they love each other, and it's very sweet. Lecter gives him a big hug. Lecter seems to like Tyler's dad more than any of the other family members we meet. 
she's really yeah. engaged with him, eye contact. And he always calls her Miss Hannah B. Miss Hannah B. Miss it's Hannah so B. cute. He There's not ever a moment where he doesn't say Miss Hannah B instead of just, like, Hannah. Yeah, it's really cute. So it's really cute because it kind of makes you, you, like, realize that he watches the show because he calls her Hannah B instead Miss of Hannah just B. Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and which is... Which makes sense because he said that they watched it together while he was in the hospital and stuff. Yeah. He, there's a quick little um, ITM after Tyler's reunited with his dad where he's rubbing his eyes and he says, I don't know what's happening to my eye, man. <laughs> Tears he's up. he's crying. Yeah. It's so cute. It's, it's adorable. They're, it's a lovely family. Um, both his dad was charming and you know, I couldn't decide whether I loved or Peter's dad or Tyler's dad more. They were both just really genuine. They were both so nice. Who obviously love their sons with all their hearts. Mr. Cameron, the elder Cameron. Pops. Pops. Uh, Pops would, like, say just the nicest thing about things about Hannah. He was like, oh, my, she seems so nice. And when they came in together, I just got so scared because he seems like he really could be in love with her and that's super awesome and I hope it works out but that's also scary yeah he when they're all gathered in the room um the dad says to the whole family he says you know um yeah you know we come from a small town and stuff and everybody was rooting for Tyler and I just prayed that he didn't get cut on the first night <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I had a laugh about which that. is which is funny um Lecter goes and talks to um, Tyler's two brothers, who are also very handsome, not quite in the same James Deany kind of way, but but also they look a lot younger. They than look him. a lot younger, yeah, and that makes sense because he must be the oldest brother since he's the one that had to make decisions for dad when he was unable to make decisions for himself. Yeah, um, and his brothers basically say she asks them, she's like, "Is he ready?" Like from what you know, and like when you knew him before he went on the show, and what you know now. Like, do you think he'd be ready to get engaged? And they were like, oh, absolutely. Like, he is such a good person, and he is so affectionate and caring. He said, and, you know, when Dad got sick, Tyler stood up and took the reins. He ran the businesses. He helped his he helped Mom, and he was the person that everybody leaned on when Dad was sick. Mm-hmm. Which is really, 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 like... Yeah, it's sweet. But that's yeah. a lot for someone so young. Yeah, and it's not, it wasn't just, you know, there was a reason behind it. It wasn't just, oh yeah, he's ready, we're on TV, let's say he's ready. It was, the, you know, they had a reason. It was a well thought out answer, and I believed him, you know. Yeah, I believed him too. And, and so Tyler a couple times said that, you know, this experience had made him more ready for marriage because he really wanted his dad to be able to know his wife and his children, you know, before the he, you know, before they got too old or died or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, oh, mom talks to Tyler. She didn't stand out to me like Peter's mom as a, you know, beacon of happiness and love. She just kind of, she was just kind of there for me. But I, obviously, she loves him very much. He says he's kind of scared of engagement, but he knows that he can be the guy to get down on one knee. So I wrote hmm about that. Because that's not the first time he's put it that way. I'm, he said two or three times, he said, I know I can be that guy that gets down on one knee. Like that's still a little ways in the future for him, you know, but mm-hmm. he's it's like he's like he might talking Peter himself her. up to him. Huh? Like he might Peter her. Like Peter. Oh, yeah. From, from Rachel's Rachel season. season. I don't think he'd ever do that, but I think at the same time, he's kind of talking himself into it gradually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's a. That's okay. It's just it's what it is. It's a weird situation. You know, Dad says you can't you can't plan to fall in love. You know, it just hits you between the eyes. And he's ecstatic that you know if this turns out that you guys are going to be together, he's ecstatic about it, and he would have all of their love and support. Yeah, and he tells uh, Hannah that right. Han- yeah, I think he tells both of them that basically, but yeah, but he tells it to Hannah, and he, I think he holds her hand while she tells him or something cute. Yeah, yeah, and she's just smiling so big, and she's just like so, so into it. She's like, oh, thank you, and she gives him a big hug, and you can tell that she just really, really, she likes really likes the family. family. She really likes the dad in particular, and um, they seem like a nice family, you know that. They've been through a lot, and, you know, they're they are sticking it out together. 
Um, when he walks, when Tyler walks her back to the car, you know, in his ITM, he talks about how much he believes in them as a couple. They make out a little bit in the car. And uh, that's the end of that day. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think went better, Tyler's or Peter's, so far? They were both very, very cute in their different ways. And I think the fact that she really liked both their families had a lot to do with why she gave them roses first right. at, the end of, at the end of the episode. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, because the families were both really nice to her. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she could see herself being a part of either one of right. those families. They're both optimistic, positive. Both families seem like they were willing to really support their sons through this engagement should it come to pass. Mm-hmm. You know, they were really... They weren't, like, falling over themselves, like obsequious butt kissers, but they genuinely wanted their son's happiness and were willing to do whatever they could to help the process. I think I felt more feelings during Tyler's interesting hometown. I don't know where I felt more feeling. I think I felt more feelings during Peter's, if I'm to be honest. I think both dads really got my heart, though. Both of them did. Yeah. So, either one would be a great match, I think, for Hannah. Yeah, I think so, too. And, I, you know, and either one I would watch as The Bachelor, too. I think they'd both be fine. Uh, I think Peter would be a really boring bachelor. I think he's a good person. I just think he's... Not that exciting. Not that exciting. I don't think he'd be a good bachelor. All right. Um, so, now she's off to Gainesville, Georgia, where Luke the Puke lives. She has a pretty green shirt on under one of her typical leather jackets. She's got that leather jacket yeah. thing this, down. This also looks like it was one of those, like, you know night shirts like she wore on that date with Connor like it does it like like with silk kind of oh, yeah. like pajama oh, top I see what you're kind saying. of thing but she's wearing it with jeans I see what you're saying yeah I liked it I thought it was pretty she in her ITM says they need to figure out you know he's he's a complex guy he has a lot of complexities he's they a, need to figure it out or it's the end of the road for them she says that he's a puzzle and she has like she found all the corner pieces she just hasn't you know found anything in the middle yet hasn't figured out the middle yet and he's like so something that i like to do when i'm home a lot is go to sunday school that's a big part of my life so for our daytime date for my hometown we're going to sunday school yeah okay which i think a i don't think that'd be that's not a very good representation of your the actual place you live yeah. I don't think. And I also think it's him just manipulating the situation again to talk about, like, religion. Too, yeah. Because he knows... He, he knows that's their main... Their main thing in common. Connection, yeah. I don't... Now, I do think he's pushing the, this religion thing because he knows it's the one thing they have in common more than anybody else. But I don't doubt his devotion to his religion. Oh, I don't either. Um, he's really... It's really important to him. And it's really important to Hannah, so... But, on the other hand... The whole thing, well, first of all, it was in a restaurant. I was expecting it to be like a church or something, but it was in a restaurant, which is fine. But it feels like an AA meeting or something because Luke gets up to, like, talk to the group and... He's like, hi, I'm Luke. I have sinned. Yeah. <laughs> but then I found Jesus in the shower. Yeah, you know, I, I was not a punk in high school, but I started experimenting with you know, alcohol and sex, and then in college it just got really out of hand, and... He got, became entangled and caught up in sin and was chasing sex. And then he tells the shower story again to all of the people at the Bible study. There's probably, what, 15 people there? Yeah. And God said, follow me. And he could see heaven up through the shower ceiling. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Holy Spirit convicted him. I don't know what that means, if that's a thing, or if he misspoke and said a wrong word. I'm just noting it. I don't know what it means when the Holy Spirit I think it meant, I think that he just meant like, oh, the Holy Spirit came down and was like... Manifested itself in my heart and told me this was, you know, whatever. Told me I was being, I was in the wrong. I think that's what he meant by convicted, was telling him he was guilty. Just an odd choice of word, I thought. No big deal. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was too, but I think that's what he meant. So basically the... You know, and then he brings Hannah up and says how much he likes her and what a great person she is. 
and everybody, the girls, there was, they showed a few girls in the Bible study who just seemed to be like, their faces were just like all dreamy for him, for Luke. And Mm -hmm. they just seemed like they were super excited to be on TV. Anyways, um, then the one by one, each member of the Bible study approaches Hannah and tells her how great Luke is. Like, oh my gosh. You know, it's just such, it was just such a, I, you know, I just felt just like, okay, if I make it back here with this girl, he's, he's been convinced he's going to win from day one. So he must have been convinced he was going to bring her home at some point. Yeah. And it just feels like he told them all, okay, I'm going to bring her to meet you guys. And you guys all have to tell her how great I am. Um, which they do. I don't doubt that they think he's a great guy, but I think there's... the top, though. You know? it, it, it was. Um, but I think it's probably, like... A, there might be some cultural differences between, like, other places in Georgia and in Georgia. It might be, like, they they might be into someone who tries to be all, like, alpha-y or whatever. Okay. And, like, I think that, um... I see what you're saying. And I think that also, when he's not dating someone, he might not be so... Or living with someone, if he's just only sees them at a Sunday school right. meeting, he might not be the same way that we see. Right. So I, I could see how they would actually think that he's all he's the things he's he guy. is. Because a lot of his flaws are in the fact that he's either jealous of other guys or that he's just, like, gen- generally abusive in a relationship. So I think that's kind of where his flaws are. And if a person isn't having to deal with that side of him and only have to deal with his like him at Sunday school then they might not know they might not know yeah um but you know his family probably has an idea but we'll talk about that when we get to his family um she Hannah's thrilled because she appreciates being an environment where not everybody hates him it affirms the good that she sees in him Mm -hmm. so she she firmly believes that there's good in this guy and and that this is a demonstration of that, that everybody's sticking up for them. Anyway, so, yeah, she's she's really excited to be in an environment where uh, other people actually like Luke. And they have, they say a prayer around Luke. They all, like, put their arm, you know, group prayer where all the congregants put their hands on Luke and say a prayer for him and Hannah. And um, after the date, Hannah talks about what a good day it was. And then they go to meet the fam. Dad is Mike. Brother is Mike. Sister-in-law is Hannah. So we've got two Mikes and two Hannahs. Mom is Elizabeth. Grandma, apparently he doesn't, Luke doesn't know Grandma's name. Great-grandma is 96 years old and also has no name. <laughs> but yeah, a, a big gathering of people. Now, just as a reminder, the sister-in-law is the one who nominated Luke supposedly, that's how the story goes, that the sister-in-law nominated Luke to be on the show. She and her husband, Luke's brother, have a brand new baby. And she also does her own recaps of The Bachelorette, in which she basically, like, slut-shames Hannah Hannah. for her outfit choices. And the way she behaves, Um, yeah. So I've only seen, you know, maybe 10 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes of one of her recaps, but yeah, it's basically what I, my experience was that it was like the, you know, people are doing a bunch of inappropriate things and, you know, my brother-in-law is just great and awesome and doesn't do anything bad. Maybe he shouldn't have said such and such, but well, he said it just because of this and this, you know, so. So not a super great recap. (laughs) Yeah. She's a pretty girl and she, um, you know, seems devoted to that family. So that's nice. Um, just not. I don't know. There's just something fishy and weird feeling about this family to me. I can't really put my finger on it. I feel like they know that Luke has these violent outbursts and they're trying to like contain that and put a best face on. Why do you think that? Just a vibe. Um, Maybe it'll come to me as I look at my notes here a little more. Um, as they usually do, they kind of tell their story to the family, you know, how they met. And Hannah says that their relationship was great at first. And he said, he, I love you, 
more, you know, before anybody else, which he sort of did on that second or first date or whatever it was. No, she said that he, he said he was falling for her before anyone else did. Okay, all right. She didn't say that he straight up loved her. Okay, all right. Um, she said, and then things started to fall apart. Um... And they seem, and that he's had kind of made enemies of all the guys in the house, and the family sort of seemed to feel like that was a good thing that he had made enemies with people in the house. Well, what the dad said is the dad was like, "Oh, well, that's good that at least you were on his side." And then she goes, "But I wasn't, like, not all the time." And um, that's what they were saying, oh, that's a good thing about was the fact that she was on his side and yeah. she had to be like, well, no, I wasn't because you're still today. Right. I guess I remember that. She, and, um, yeah, so they basically say, oh, you know, the dad, or the, what looks like maybe an uncle says, um, we told you, Luke, be Luke, but it sounds like you weren't Luke. And then they laugh and the sister-in-law says, thank you for putting up with him. And, I don't know, it was just kind of awkward and weird. And, you know, Luke talks to his dad. Um, He says he refuses to let any other noise get into his lane. He talks about their spiritual connection. And he keeps saying, she's worth it to me. She's worth it to me. Um, I don't know. I just always feel like when he talks that he thinks he's the, the... main guy on the show like this is the luke show and i always get that vibe from him mm-hmm. you know she's the one that's supposed to be pulling the strings and he doesn't like that dynamic he never should have come on the show yeah the dad says she softened her heart to you that's more than we ever deserve and you better thank the lord for this mm-hmm. um and just comments like that throughout that's what made me feel like they know that there's that he's this combi- he's got this temper issue you know? Yeah. Um, I can't see this not working out, Luke says. Which, as we've said before, is his biggest issue. Right. That he has no flexibility. That, you know, he has, he believes this is a thing. And that it's got to be the way he, you know, turn out the way he wants it. And he, there's no room for him to change. Which is what Hannah needs him to do. He says that he's convinced eventually she, Hannah's going to be Ms. Parker. Yeah, which was weird. so like your divorced wife or yeah. Ms. What's yeah. that? Yeah, anyway, well, that's what the, isn't that what Ms. is? Yeah, yeah. And it, on the subtitles, it it spelled it out M I Z, which I thought was weird too. Yeah, but anyways, um, you know, bottom line is he's kind of overbearing and boorish, even when he's on his best behavior. Um. Anyways, what else? Let's see. That's pretty much all that I can remember from the date. Um, you know, Hannah tells the brother, one of the brothers, um, oh, the brother and the sister-in-law, she says, well, the reason that he, you know, we started not getting along is because Luke thought he had this in the bag. And both of them immediately go, oh, no, no, that's not like him at all. That's not like him. No, no, no. They're like, he's humble, we swear. Humble, humble, humble. Yeah, he's humble. They said that three or four guys, three or four times. Some brother, he's the most humble guy with a huge heart. I think one of the guys at some point, I don't remember if it's at the Sunday school meeting or at the house with one of the family members, but someone at some point says, Luke, deep, deep, deep down inside is a really nice guy. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you shouldn't have to dig that hard. Yeah, is that supposed to make Hannah feel better about him? Like, he should be surface level nice too. He yeah. should just be nice, like, surface and to the core it shouldn't be so hard yeah i was like this is not a good way to like make him look good but uh yes pretty soon i mean luke just he talks to his mom he talks to his dad and every time he talks he just keeps filling out these bachelor nonsense phrases and platitudes so pretty soon i just started writing blah 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 he also says without a doubt that's like his big, like, that's like last, my biggest fear. That's like his version of my biggest fear. Does without he, a doubt. Doesn't Tyler say without a doubt also? I think he does every now and then, but I've noticed it more coming from, from Luke. Anyways, 
at some point Hannah says that he gives her flutteries in her, in her tummy. So she still is turned on by this guy. I just, I just don't get it. And basically at the end of the day, Hannah is pleasantly surprised that they had a decent day. Which, Which is, is sad. sad. Yeah. It's just sad. But like, she was so, like, she was so convinced that it would be a miserable time hanging out with him that she was surprised when it wasn't miserable is probably a sign that she shouldn't date him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's just no, no bueno, Hannah. It's just unhealthy. <laughs> no bueno. It's, I just didn't have good vibes about it at all. Um, in her at ITM, she just says she can't decide if she's fallen in love with him or, oh yeah, she, she kind of corrected herself. She says, oh, she, she says, she, what she does is she says, oh yeah, I love Luke. And then she goes, wait, no, I'm just falling for him. Yeah, that's right. I'm falling in love with him. I'm, I haven't fallen. I'm falling. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, and which make, made us all roll. Or made America collectively roll its eyes. So next, she goes to Knoxville, Tennessee, to visit Jed and his family. It's pretty there. I love the little town. It looks really pretty. I've always wanted to visit Tennessee and Nashville and Memphis and stuff. Mm-hmm. See Graceland and everything. Um, and my friend lives there. Sarah, hi, Sarah. <laughs> I don't think she listens. I don't think she listens either. But anyway. Jed uh, runs up to her, and he's like, I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to Tennessee. And uh, she jumps on him and, like, wraps her legs around him and hugs him and whatever. And in his ITM, he says, last week she said she was falling in love with me, and it made my heart feel like it was going to explode. He says his mom and dad met there in Knoxville. He says she's going to give her a special surprise, and the special surprise is... Oh, boy, we're going to a music studio. (laughs) How fun is that? The guy that said he went on The Bachelor just so he could use the platform to promote his music is taking her to a music studio Mm. on their hometown day. He didn't lie. He he went on the show to promote his music. And he's like, we're going to write a song together. And the look on her face is just like, oh, geez. Um, Yeah, she says, shoot. Yeah. (laughs) Watch out, Carrie Underwood. (laughs) And she's confused about a piece of machinery she thinks is an amp, and he tells her it's not an amp. But it looks like an amp. Yeah, I don't don't understand what it was. So they sit down and start to brainstorm about all the moments they have together so that they can put those ideas into a song. And some of the ideas that they come up with include um, Cobblestone Street and serenading her when he did that a couple weeks ago. Shining from the inside. Mm -hmm. That's his big thing that when he first met her, he said shining on the inside was important. Um, Oh, written in the stars. Yeah, which is, and then this, this was really cute. She said, that couple in Amsterdam said that we were written in the stars, so I wore this dress with stars on it. Yeah, it was so cute. Which was really cute that she, like, thought about that yeah. when picking her outfit to meet him. And really indicates to me that he's her favorite or becoming her favorite pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, she seems to be thinking about him more than the other guys when she's not with him. <sighs> Anyways. Um, Jed tells her she's good at everything, so this song's going to be great. And they record it. Lecter's face, she's loving this songwriting thing and this music thing. You know, she does the thing with her face when you can tell she's really happy. Yeah. He's, he says, you know, you know that feeling like your heart's about to jump out of your chest because you just got to say something really important? And, and she looks at him and she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, girl, he's about to tell you he has a girlfriend. <laughs> And then he doesn't. doesn't. I don't even remember what he says. He says, I love you. Oh. He says, I love you. I can feel it. And mom, oh yeah, and then mom was like, that felt super rehearsed. Yeah. And it did. It was, everything he says sounds rehearsed. Yeah. It did sound like he had, you know, like he had planned to say, put it exactly that way while ahead of time. Now, I did write down that while the words sounded super rehearsed, the embrace seemed real afterwards. They were kind of clinging to each other and crying a little bit and laughing a little bit and I don't know this guy she's gonna pick him I just 
I just feel it in my bones. Yeah. She shines inside and out. He has decided, and he thinks he'll get the family's blessing. Like, um, think again, Jen. When they're done recording their new single, so they get to the house. Mm-hmm. They're outdoors for the first part of the journey. And they're having um, a barbecue. Oh, we didn't mention what um, Luke's house looked like. Luke Luke lived in a really pretty house, too, just FYI. I, his his house is really nice, too, nicer than I kind of expected. Um, Jed's house, on the other hand, we don't see it first because they all meet the family outside. They meet the sister. I think her name's Lily. Jed, Jed jumps on his dad, right? Oh, yeah. That's, dad I think his jumped. dad jumps on him. Okay. Dad jumps on him. Sister's Lily, dad's Jerry, mom's Gina. Um, the grandparents are there. They're also nameless grandparents. And Tuck's the dog, who's a beautiful looking dog. And, yeah, the dog's really cute. Jumps into his arms. He jumps into Jed's arms and like is all hugging him. And I'm like, oh, Hannah, don't fall for the dog stuff. He's, Jed is still a scummy still guy. Um, and Jed at one point jokes that Tuck's is better than you to... Hannah, which... And then she says, hey now! Stuck in my craw, yeah. Um, they tell they tell their story. They talk about the basketball, basketball in Boston. And Jed tells a story about he threw a one-handed behind his back um, basket. Hannah refers to it as b-ball. Yeah, we had a b-ball date. And none of the family really looks impressed at all. No, they all look like stony-faced, just standing there without any real facial expressions to speak of apart from maybe a hint of disdain. Um, Yeah, his family was not warm or cozy or cuddly at all. Um, His dad was okay, I guess. Um, Let's see. I don't really remember what his dad looked like, actually, come to think of it. Um, Jed says he's going to rip a cheer. Rip a cheer is the way he says, I'm going to make a toast. Which I thought was a weird thing to say. And to his family who he loves. And to Hannah who he's starting to love. And then mom makes a toast. To listening to your intuition and trusting your guts. And I guess Hannah live tweeted that that was a good toast. Last night. Or whenever. Oh. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I should have listened to the mom. <laughs> you should always take a good, you know, you should always. The mom's. Especially for the bachelorette. Well, for both. But, you know, moms... The bachelor or bachelorette should always get a vibe from the mom and try to get the blessing or the good feelings from the mom as much as the dad. Because the mom is the one that really is often kind of the heart of the... You know what I'm trying to say? Like, they know they know the family best. Right, kind of right. Exactly. Yeah. I... And Omar had that intuition a lot of the time. Jerry talks to Jed about the wild and crazy. Um, looks like you had a heck of a time, and she's a hoot. But he's not sure that, you know, Jed's really ready for marriage. That part is kind of, you know, scary. Um, and every single family member is worried about how this will affect his music career. Yeah. Where did they, what, did he think he's going to give up music because he's dating Hannah? What's What's the deal with that? Well, they're probably like, well, if you settle down into a healthy, good relationship, how are you going to write new lyrics? That's Which stupid. is a stupid thing to think, but that's probably where their minds are at. Well, they see him as music being the most important thing in his life and always has been and always will be, and that's the only thing that's going to make him happy. But come on, guys. He also needs, you know, a good woman, a good partner. I don't know. They, I just get a vibe that they... I think they know about the girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and Lecter has a discussion with the mom, which was the really kind of pointed, serious, you know, one that got my attention. Yeah. They are all being really mean. I think they could go about this without being mean. But yeah. I think their intentions are probably good. They're trying to dissuade her from picking Jed. Picking Jed because they know that he's kind of a little bit of a... But they probably know about the girlfriend. And they, they probably know about the girlfriend, and they probably know that he has a history of being a little scummy to girls. Yeah. And so they know that this whole relationship is based on a falsehood, and that there's a big secret in the background. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're trying to convey that to her without giving anything away. 
and they don't do a great job because they just seem really mean. Because they're really mean. Especially yeah. the mom and the sister. The mom sits down with Lecter and says, well, he's just one of the one of all of the guys, huh? And Lecter says, no, actually, he's not. Um, you know, I told him I was falling in love with him. And the mom says, yeah, but you say that to everyone. Which is such a mean thing to say. It was just rude and mean. Yeah, and I just, in her face, she looks so mean. And, you know, again, these people don't deserve threats or to be treated badly. It's just an observation. Mm-hmm. Um it was, I mean, if I was Hannah, I would have been super uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, the mom says he's been in love before now, and his path is different because of his music. And she also basically says, like, he's, Jed's experienced it all, hasn't he? Basically being, like, kind of, he sleeps around. Sleeps around and has dated a bunch of different types of women. I mean, that might not be exactly what she meant, but... That's what it felt that like. What it, that's what it felt like, and also with what we know about him having a girlfriend and then cheating on that girlfriend, like, with someone and then going on The Bachelor. It just kind of seems... It's all, it's all pretty sketchy. Yeah. Um, the sister and... The sister goes, <clears throat> I'm really protective, because the sister talks to Hannah now, and she goes, I'm really protective of Jed, like, he's my brother... I'm so protective, and, like, you're going to mess up his music career, and I can't have that. Yeah, she doesn't say that outright, but it's basically the message. And she says that she thinks their falling in love is not necessarily a good thing. And Hannah's face falls, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Mom talk. Mom and Jed talk. Jed says that Hannah supports his music, but Mom doesn't think that he's ready for engagement. She says, Mom says... All the things we do for love. Which was very Game of Thrones, I felt. And then she says, everything is just taking chances. And that whole line, it just told me that she knows exactly what's happening with the girlfriend and everything else. You know, what we do for love, we'll do these crazy, stupid things. Mm-hmm. And every time every time you put your heart out there, you're taking a chance. You know, it just... Yeah. It doesn't sound very healthy at all. It doesn't sound like she's even wants to support a relationship, any relationship of Jed's. It's like, it's all about the music. And they're going to protect him, make sure he gets to make his mediocre music. Yeah. It's just, the whole thing is kind of tragic. Anyway, so yeah, the date basically ends at all three, the mom, the sister, and... The dad are sitting on the couch staring at Hannah and Jed. And um, when it's over, Hannah says, that didn't go too great. Yeah, and she's sad because Jed's her favorite one. And she was really sure going into it that it was going to go really well because of the way Jed says he feels about her. Right, but it didn't. It wasn't what she was expecting. They're the only ones that had less than a lovely home. Their home was, I don't know. Maybe just because it didn't it feel very It was a little loving. outdated. Yeah. You know, I hate to judge people's houses or anything, but I just, the, the house felt sort of as... It's one of those really old, like, wooden walls, like wooden panel walls. But a house like that can feel like a house full of love. It just didn't feel like a house full of love. It just felt like an unpleasant place to dungeon. be. Dungeon. Yeah, dungeon It's a good word for it. That's their date. She leaves a little bit confused. And she goes back to, well, she probably is already in L.A. because they probably film things in a different order. Right. But, but back in L.A. Back in L.A., they all go to the mansion. And um, she's I'm, wearing this super pretty, I, I decided I liked the dress after I saw that it draped in the back. Yeah, it was an interesting dress. It wasn't my favorite of hers by a long shot, but she looked really pretty. It was a really pretty green it's a good dress. Color on her. Um, at first, I couldn't tell if I liked it or not just because the cut was kind of weird. Um, but I ended up liking it because I liked the draped back. I thought the back of the dress the was really The back was interesting. Pretty. It's not a dress very many women can wear. You have to be in really good shape to wear something that drapes that cleanly. And but she is. She doesn't, she tells Chris Harrison, she hangs, she's like, hey, what up, Chris? How's your three-week vacation been? And, <laughs> um, he's like, oh, good, good. And then she's like, okay, well, uh, we should probably, like, talk or whatever about the show. And she says... Like, I am so confused. Like, my feelings and emotions are confused. I don't know what to do because, like, 
She says, you know, I'm still learning about all these guys. Yeah. I, I can't, none of these relationships are ready to be ended yet. Right. She, you know, and he's trying to get her to talk about them, you know, to compare them. And she says that would be like comparing, that would be like comparing apples to oranges to kiwi to cantaloupes. <laughs> she, she says there's just no front runner. And she's not through with them. She's not through with any of them. Um, so she doesn't know who to choose. And they show the boys all getting ready for the throw ceremony. Yeah. And what she says, she also says that she hopes that she'll figure it out when she's in there. Right. Right. And so she goes in there. The boys all look nice. Luke should have worn a tie. There's, uh, there's three roses on the little table. And she says, Peter! Here gets the first rose. Will you accept this rose? Sorry, I'm yawning. It's really early in the morning. Um, but she's like, will you accept this rose? And he's like, yeah, I'll accept it. And I was actually pretty surprised that Peter got it. I was surprised he got it first, too. But I, I didn't think he was going to make it to Greece. So, But after I saw all the dates and like thought about it a little bit, it probably makes sense because he was probably the most recent one-on-one. Right. So it was the freshest in her mind. And his family's just so nice. And I think she could see her. And he had the nice car. So I'm sure she was kind of like, well, Peter is a really safe choice. Yeah, exactly. And is keeping him around for that reason. Then she goes to the next rose and she says, Tyler. And she's like, Tyler, will you accept this rose? And he says, always, or whatever it was that he says. <laughs> and then there's without a doubt yeah whatever he said and um and that was another one that i was like huh it's weird that she's leaving luke and jed for last yeah you'd think that jed if the date hadn't gone so bad jed probably would have been the first one she chose but i think yeah. that the bad the date was just so bad and so confusing for her yeah so then they show her pick up the last rose and she's just like kind of clutching it desperately and she says um i can i just um uh, and then she walks off. Yeah, with with Rose still in hand, doesn't she? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so the guys are like a little panicked. They're like, uh, does she not want either of us? And then they do this thing that they shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't do. They, Tyler and Peter and Jed peel off from the group, leaving Luke alone. And basically just saying, oh, she's got to pick you, Jed. She's got to pick you. I can't, you know, there's no way she would pick him, blah, blah, blah. Which is just mean. Yeah, and that you know that's one of the main reasons mean. I think Luke is still there is because she feels sorry for him because he has no friends, you know. So I mean, he brought it on himself, blah blah blah. But these three other guys, the good guys, quote unquote, don't need to be so so that way. Yeah, so in his face about it. Chris approaches. What just happened? Chris says, "Are you okay?" And Lecter says, "No." She's like, like just none of these relationships are ready to be over yet. I I still need to explore my relationships with them and I just can't set them home. And Chris is like, okay, well, like, what do you want to do about it? And then she's like, uh... And then it goes back to the rose ceremony and then she has an extra rose and she says... Well, they, yeah, um, at one point, the good, the quote, good guys say what baloney this is. I just thought it was funny. We're still talking about baloney. Um, yeah. So when she comes back in the room, she has no roses, but Chris comes in and hands her two roses, and you know says, "Here are the roses you asked for." And she says, "Luke, will you accept this rose?" And Luke's like, "Yeah." And then Jed's, like, super pissed. He's, like, still being a jerk about it. Yeah. And then, He's like, oh, I can't believe this. And then she says, Jed, will you accept this rose? And he's like, yeah. And then he's still talking smack about Luke. Yeah. I'm like, stop being a jerk. Like, he says, what the bleep is going on, you know, in front of everybody. And then in his ITM, he says, I got a rose. But to be honest, I don't feel like I got a rose. Because between, you know... Between me and a complete scumbag, how can it be a toss-up between me and this scumbag? And he's really mad about it. Well, you're both some scumbags, so... Yeah, neither one of you are a walk-in-the-park. You know, 
Neither one of you are a piece of pie with all the mode. I'll tell you that. So she's taking four guys to the fantasy suite. Yep, she's classic says, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, she says she wants to continue on with all four of you. And she just can't figure out who she wants to. I, you know, I almost feel like she would have sent Luke home, but it's fantasy suites and she wants, she's just so obsessed with him physically, you know? I don't know, whatever. Um. So that's how it ends. All four of them are going to Greece. Mm-hmm. I wish she would have sent Luke home or even Jed, but she didn't, and so we carry on. And then the after-the-show thing is Hannah and Peter looking at the plane and inspecting it. Inspecting it. A pre-flight, he calls it. Inspecting it. Um, she knocks on it and compares it to cheese, <laughs> like the Gouda thing. She points out a crack. Peter says, that's just cosmetic. So, she goes, oh, okay. And that was, oh. He says, this is the prop. And she says, that propeller. Like, okay, good job. And so you, you know what a propeller and a lighthouse are. Good job, Hannah. <laughs> She's smart. She's and just a little awkward. I know. I know. I'm just teasing. I, I love Hannah. But, yeah, that was the episode. Mm-hmm. We're so excited for next week's episode to yeah. be fantasy sweet. Do you think next week is going to be um like the, the where we see that scene between the Jesus still loves me scene? Yeah. Yay! I absolutely How do get that. that done with? I know. Yeah. Luke's such a jerk, but so is Jed. Um but yeah, you should definitely if you enjoyed listening to us, like and subscribe and rate. That wasn't in the proper order of those things, but yeah. Like no. Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe. There you please. go. Please. <laughs> I don't know. You can do it in whatever you order you want to do it. But if you do it, we'll be so happy. <laughs> and you should also follow us on our Instagram. It's at the Rosettes Podcast. And then you should also email us if you want to um, with any questions or any fun little things or just to say hi. Uh, uh, our email is rosettespodcast at gmail.com. And that's that's pretty much it, I guess. That's it, um, yeah. We only got three more weeks, right? We've got Fantasy Suites, Mentel All, and the finale, which I think I read is going to be a two-parter that week. And then it's time for Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise! Paradise. Ah! It's my favorite. Yeah. All right, but thank you guys for listening again. Share us with people you think will enjoy us and let us know what you especially your moms and daughters. Especially your moms and daughters, because you know, girl power. Woot. But but if your mom's like Jed's mom, maybe don't share us with her because she might say (laughs) something really mean about us. Uh, So all right. All right. Later, dudes and dudes. Later.